What's up, everybody? Thursday, November 17th, a week away from Thanksgiving, three days away from our game with Liberty, just a mere few hours away from tipping off in the Charleston Classic against Old Dominion, Billy Ray Mitchell in Westwood, New Jersey, Ed Williams, Fairfax, Virginia. We are here to preview the Virginia Tech battle for the state of Virginia in Liberty. Coming <laughs> up here on Saturday at noon. But first, as always, and I have to eat some crow. I have to eat crow. Jeremy Counts, I hope you're listening. On the Sean Padula podcast, I made the cardinal sin, cardinal sin of talking about the devils that are located at CBS. Why did this happen? Because I live in the metropolitan area right now where we don't have we don't have the local mom and pop shops that take care of us. We don't have the people that care about you as a person. I'm forced to march myself in to the evil W and the evil C in Walgreens and CVS. But if you are in the New River Valley area, if you are in Blacksburg, if you need prescription medication or anything to take care of your cosmetic self, maybe a drink, maybe some Sons of Saturday apparel, and you have the ability to go into Main Street Pharmacy, do me a favor. Go ahead and do that because at Main Street Pharmacy, you are more than a number. You are a neighbor. Huge mistake. Had a lot of people calling me up, calling me out for it. I deserved it. That's on me. So there we go. Glad we addressed that. I also wrote a haiku this week. I had uh, Me and Ed held it down. We had a little bit of trouble. without without when, when Pat is not on the podcast, the haiku is a little bit of a challenge. But here we go. Hokey Hoops today. Got to talk about football. Let's win in Chucktown. That is our Hokey Haiku. Ed, so walk me through. I was looking it up last year. Hokies men's basketball tweeted out the picture. What was the how did it go down in Chucktown the last time we were there? Oh, dude. You're gonna have to give me some time to research that one. What, year, what year was that? I believe that was 2019. It might have been 2018. I know that BD was in the picture. It was a picture of Justin Ed holding Miller the trophy. Yeah, saw BD in the picture, so it was the very Justin least. Robinson was in the picture, so it was probably eighteen then. Okay, by twenty eighteen then. And in freshman terms, year. in terms of tournaments that we've won, we won the Boardwalk Classic that happened in Atlantic City. I was there, by the way. I was there too. Uh, we won the Maui Classic. In no, we didn't. We beat Michigan State and we lost to Dayton. Obi Toppin, current New York Nick. Um, so was the Charleston Classic the second to last tournament win that we had? Tournament uh, hardware walk away with hardware win that we had? Um, it might have been, and I'm looking at it right now. It was 2018. And I guess what would have been a freshman, Nikhil Alexander-Walker won MVP wow. that tournament. So wow. that's pretty cool. Uh, Matt what Hill was- had 23 in the second half to win the championship game against what at the time was number 23 Purdue. So Carson Edwards, dude, Carson Edwards. He had 26 in that game. Yeah. That guy was a stud. Is he still in the Celtics? I think he's still in the Celtics. No, dude. No, my Celtics. Look, I liked Carson Edwards in college. Not a, not an NBA player. Love the guy. He's got some, uh, he's got some size issues. That's for sure. But uh, no, that was a, that was a good, good win. Actually at the bottom of the notes here. It had been 10 years since the Hokies won a non-conference tournament, winning the Holiday Festival title in New York in 2008. Oh. So that was a uh, 
that was a big one in 2018 to win the Charleston Classic. And this year's tournament should be really good, too. I know we start out with ODU. Um, and then we play either the winner of Furman or Penn State on Friday. But some teams in the other half of the bracket are like South Carolina, Davidson, Coastal uh, College of Charleston. So overall, there's some there's some solid teams in this tournament this year down in Charleston. It should be really fun to watch. I'm glad I get to work remote because it's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday. That's right. That's right. And we're recording this podcast at 1041 <laughs> on a Thursday. So I'm sure you won't have any problems watching it later. Um, but, yeah, no, looking forward to it. Uh, last thing on basketball. I know we're spending a lot of time on basketball. But basketball's fun. Basketball's fun. I enjoy talking about it. Uh, after every game, make sure you check it out. We're doing the Twitter spaces as we did last year. It's been a ton of fun. Ed, great job. Sam, Jesse, holding it down. Uh, those have been great. Uh, got Patrick Lawrence t- tuning in. Um, but that's been fun and informative. Uh, and Stephen shout Collier. out to Collier. I, dude, Stephen Collier. <laughs> Collier is always holding it down. That guy's got bacon for days. Um, Man. But yeah, looking forward to it. So this is our job. It's in the job description. Is it something that we like doing? No. No, it's not. But it's what we have to do. And we are supporting our guys as they finish up the season. Hokey history. Virginia Tech versus the Liberty Flames. Virginia Tech basketball defeated the Flames in the round of 32 in 2019 NCAA tournament, sending Virginia Tech to their first ever Sweet 16. I promise. That was the last time we'll talk about basketball. Probably, maybe. Football, not as fun of a hokey history. We have played Liberty a grand total of two, one, two times, and we have split the series one to one. In 2016, it was Justin Fuentes' first game as a head coach. Defeated Liberty in a little bit of a close game, 36-13. to 13. You had the wild Gerard Evans run. It was unbelievable. Um, he actually got yelled at after after the game for the for the swim move. Got to say, I mean, it was an awesome run. I I I, I had I had no qualms with it. Um, but that was that was the opener of the Justin Fuente era at Virginia Tech. And then in Coach Fuente's final, no, I'm sorry, second to last year coaching the Virginia Tech Hokies, Virginia Tech loses. 38-35 to 35 on a last-second 51-yard field goal. Terrible memory from a terrible season. Um, that's it. They've only played each other twice. Um, so that is that. Um, and now we're going to move right into the storylines. Storylines, first and foremost, why are we playing this game in Lynchburg? We can beat it to death. We can talk about it forever. Um, so I'm just going to go through some of the games that I'm like, why are we doing this? Why must this happen? So we play at Liberty again in 2030 in Lynchburg. Uh, who knows? Liberty might be in the SEC by that time. I have no idea. Uh, the way that things are going, they will be in the SEC. I'm kidding. Half kidding. Uh, but to go over some of the other games that we have coming up, we're at Marshall next year. We are at Old Dominion in 2024. We are at Old Dominion in 2027. We are at Old Dominion in 2029 at Liberty in 2030, and at ODU in 2031. Ed, do you know of any other Power 5 program that is making these trips? Dude, it's so bad. Like, and it, I can deal with the Marshall one. Like, We all understand why that one's there. I, I guess I can even get behind the Liberty one because it's only a couple of them. But this ODU thing is outrageous, man. Like, I didn't even realize it was until 2031 until you just said it. That's terrible. Whoever signed that deal, I don't know who signed that deal, um, oh, yeah. but they're—I'm not a fan of theirs. Whoever did that, 
Um, yeah, I, I can get behind the Marshall one. Whatever, we get it. Liberty, I guess you can. I don't know. I'll accept apologies. There's no apologizing for the ODU series. What is going on? No, we should not be going there for what is it? 15 years, 12 years, whatever it is. It's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. Um, hate it. It is what it is. Um, so, so that's that. And that kind of brings me into uh, into my next point. Where, and I want to preface this by saying I love everybody. Ele, everybody love everybody. But I am going to make an observation coming some from people from some people that I do love. Um, look, why are people allowing a university? Located in the hills of Virginia that has really nothing to do with our school. Nothing to do with it. They don't, people aren't thinking about it. Hulu did a nice little documentary. I encourage you to watch it. Nice, nice documentary. Maybe wrong, but it's very interesting. I watched it last night. It was, um, yeah, it was something. It was something. Yeah. Some bad stuff happened at Liberty. Bad stuff happened at Liberty. Bad people associated with Liberty are no longer there. But why are we allowing a school to cause us so much anger and discomfort? No, we should not cancel the series with Liberty because we don't like Liberty. You will not get the Black Plague if you drive through Lynchburg, okay? And I will be at the game. I'm going to be there, bundled up. I'm going to be wearing maroon. I'm going to be loud on third down. I'm going to be in the stands. If I come back, and I am speaking in tongues, if I come back and I have been captured by the devil, if I come back and I never hold a woman's hand again, because that is supposedly the rule on Liberty's campus, I'll let you know. But I don't think any, I don't foresee any of those things happening. Um, Look, in my estimation, what is Liberty? It's the Christian version of BYU, okay? And you know what? Everybody gets fired up to watch BYU. If Virginia Tech were to play BYU, which we do in like 2035, nobody's freaking out. I'm already thinking, okay, we play BYU. Let's make that a three-week trip, and I'm going skiing. So I think everybody needs to take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. If you got, if you don't like them, let's not channel that energy into, I don't want anything to do with the game. I don't want us to do. Just support your team. Hope that we beat them, and maybe we will. Ed, any other thoughts? Um. No comment on that last part there, but yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. I think there's a lot of factors as to why Virginia Tech fans do not like Liberty University. Um, and maybe one of which is that simply at this point, they're nipping on our heels. I mean, they're a really good football team and a really good program. Uh, they're good athletically across the board. They have a great baseball team, solid basketball team. We just talked about how we played them in the tournament. So they're good athletically across the board. Um, I will also be with you at the game. I'm I'm kind of interested to kind of walk around the campus because, you know, driving down to Smith Mountain Lake, you drive right through basically the campus, and it looks really pretty from the highway. So I'm interested to see what it looks like on the campus itself, and the stadium looks solid. So uh, it's going to be really cold. It's going to be hue freezing in that stadium, and it's going to be fun. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's just – like I, I've stopped at the sheets in Lynchburg. I'm still here. I'm still breathing. Like it, it is what That's it is. The thing. Yeah. I mean, this, this is a dangerous situation, Ed, because with you and me going, I mean, we're, if you and I join some sort of Christianity cult, like everybody thinks would happen, the hokey hoops pod and sons of Saturday are going to be in a lot of trouble. So, but yeah, otherwise it'll be uh it'll be business as usual. So yeah, I, I guess I, we'll I, all stay. I think we'll be okay. 
one more storyline or a couple other storylines. Uh, the Hugh Freeze conversation. I think this kind of channels from the previous point to this point. Um, I feel like Hugh Freeze is the one coach in college football. And look, there are high standing, high character coaches in college football. But there are other ones who, hey, look, probably not the one you want babysitting your, you know, stepdaughter, probably not the one you want to be hanging out with at Thanksgiving. Um, but Hugh Freeze, his job is to coach football. He is excellent at coaching football. Um, <laughs> there's no other way to slice it. He turned around two programs in quick succession at Ole Miss and now at Liberty. That guy can coach. Uh, I did take a visit down to Ole Miss when he was at Ole Miss with my old man. I had an amazing time at Ole Miss. That guy can sell ice to an Eskimo. No, for those of you wondering, uh, there was no cell phone involved on my specific visit to uh, the University of uh, Mississippi, but I did have a great time. I had a fantastic time uh, at Ole Miss. So now the final storyline, the opportunity at hand. Virginia Tech has not won a football game in seven contests, okay? Virginia Tech is having a very disappointing year in football. Dorian Strong is out for the year, okay? We got issues, we got injuries, everything else. But what is the thing that's happening this weekend? There is not a soul in the world that isn't lying to themselves or uneducated that thinks we can win this game outside of the people in the locker room for Virginia Tech. And Virginia Tech has an opportunity not to punch a ticket to a bowl game, not to potentially win the conference, but to get some much-needed, much-needed positive juju going into the offseason, which could start at the – this could be Virginia Tech's last football game of the season. And you have an opportunity to go out on a high note and pitch that to recruits, pitch that to the fan base, pitch that to – the players that are going to be in the locker room next year. Because this is, as of right now, the best team in the state of Virginia. We say that the, our state, everything else, this is an opportunity to, I don't want to say make a statement, but have some sort of positivity going into the offseason. And Ed, I, I was thinking about this. I was like, okay, is this the best team in Virginia? Yes, probably. This might be the second best team we have played all season. So Ed, we're going to do it. We're going to do an exercise. Okay. I would like you to pull up the 2022 Virginia tech football schedule. And I just want you guys to listen to these names and say, is Liberty better than this team the week that we play them? So Ed, can we go down these teams, please? Yeah, we can. I just pulled it up. So we'll start at the top. ODU has Not already beaten ODU. Yeah, Liberty we don't we don't want to re revisit that game on our end, and they don't need to because they destroyed ODU. Boston College, definitely. Boston College is bad. I would say Liberty is better. Wofford, Wofford, Liberty is better. Might win by fifty points. West Virginia, toss up. I'll lean Liberty though because West Virginia has had a very very brutal back half of the season after playing us. Yeah, I think I would lean Liberty too, simply mm -hmm. just because of who they played recently and stuff. North Carolina, I think it'd be a really good game. A lot of points would be scored in that game. Carolina is better. Yeah, a lot of points though, like mm -hmm. upwards of like seventy points. Mm -hmm. uh, Pitt, toss up, probably in Liberty. Miami, Liberty, NC State. So that's an interesting one. NC State has been disappointing, but but given when we played them, missing their quarterback, I would probably go Liberty as well. 
Yeah, I think on that day, I probably would have gone with Liberty as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia Tech. Liberty. I can't believe we lost that game. Duke. <laughs> Toss up, I probably lean Liberty again, uh, just given the uh, – look, Liberty has good enough athletes to win the game and is very well coached, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So if you go ahead and you look at our schedule, like it or not, Liberty is is – if they're not the second best team we're playing, they're in the top 25% of the teams we play. One of the more talented, one of the more better coach teams we're going to play all year. You have an opportunity to run out and play against this team on Saturday at 12 o'clock. Nobody expects you to win. So that is the, that is the opportunity at hand. Um, any other storylines that I'm missing, Ed? Anything that we haven't covered on that regard? No, and I think, I think they are definitely the second best team we have played and will play this year. Um, UNC, I think it would be a good game. I mean, we'll get into it in a second, but Liberty scoring 30 a game with a guy who was to start the year, their third string quarterback. So that tells you anything about their offensive firepower and their offensive scheme and coaching. Liberty can score with anybody. So that's the one thing that I would want to see that UNC game just because they both score so many points, but uh, we'll get into that in a second here. Once we dive into Liberty's schedule and who they've played so far and who they've beaten so far. Yeah, so Liberty comes in. They're eight and two right now. Kind of walk me through the the ups and downs of their season so far. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get into all the games, um, but I'll just hit on the big four, right? Two big wins that they've had, and then their two losses. So their first loss was a one point loss at Wake Forest way back in September, 37 36. Like I said, they score a lot of points. So does Wake Forest. That was a track meet. Uh, one that they lost by one. I believe they had a missed extra point that ended up costing them that game. Um, and then they were able to destroy BYU in Lynchburg, 41-14. to 14. BYU disappointing this year. I really thought BYU was going to have a, a historic year this year. So did everybody on, on the locks. It's been a very interesting year for BYU. BYU getting, yeah. a, lot of, getting a lot of airtime on this podcast today. They are, man. Yeah. Uh, so that was obviously a interesting game from a perspective uh, nationally, mm-hmm. just, you know, the Christian school versus BYU. Yes. 41-14, Liberty handled them with no problems in Lynchburg. And then they got on to Arkansas and what I believe was the following week, maybe two weeks later, they go down at Arkansas and win 21 to 19 over an Arkansas team that um, for all intents and purposes had, has had a year that was not as what they thought it would be. I was, I was high on Arkansas coming into the year. I was too. I, I thought Jefferson was going to be really good. I, mm-hmm. I thought they were going to be much better than they've been, but still they went down on one on the road in an SEC environment against Arkansas by two and then last week kind of inexplicably dropping the ball against UConn losing 36 to 33 um that again a lot of points that's a common theme you'll see throughout all of Liberty's schedule is they're they're routinely upwards of 30 points a game so I want to tip my cap to to Jim Mora who is doing an unbelievable job at UConn UConn is a team that for years uh, people were saying they should fold the program. They shouldn't play anymore. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people who are saying why UConn is never going to be relevant again. Jim Mora takes the job after uh, he was at UCLA. Um, and then I, he was on TV for a while, takes the UConn job. He has done an unbelievable job. UConn is bowl eligible. Um, very, very impressive job by Jim Mora. Yeah, that was a that was also a really good game. I watched like the fourth quarter of it and it was back and forth and UConn ended up winning by a field goal. Uh, Liberty had a chance with the ball in like the 50 uh, inside a minute left and just went, went four and out and couldn't get it done. But uh, they score a lot of points, and we're going to see that this weekend against Virginia Tech. For sure. And then moving on over, let's preview the 
Liberty team here. We're going to talk about their high-powered offense. Ed, talk me a little bit about Liberty's offense. Yeah, like I said, they're averaging 30 a game. Um, that's a lot of points. And like I, I also mentioned that their quarterback is a guy who I believe to start the year was at best the backup and may have been the third-string quarterback on the depth chart coming out of camp. Um, the starter to open the year was supposed to be Charlie Brewer, and he has not played since week one. Actually, I think he got in for one snap. Uh, in a different game and couldn't get it done. I think his injury was still bothering him. But uh, they've been scoring 30 a game with a guy who was supposed to be their second or third string quarterback. Uh, so that tells you a little bit about the firepower they have offensively. Uh, quarterback Jonathan Bennett has over 1,300 yards in the year with 12 touchdowns and nine picks. Um, they have another quarterback who I believe is still out, who had uh, around like 800 yards and a couple touchdowns on the year as well. Uh, and Charlie Brewer hasn't played since week one. Running back, Day-Day Hunter. Has 850 yards. Yeah, for real. That's an awesome name. And he's got 850 yards, eight touchdowns on six and a half per carry. So he's staring at a thousand yard year right in the face heading into the last two weeks. And I'm sure he thinks he can probably get that done this week against Virginia Tech. And then at wide receiver, I'm just going to highlight one guy, but Demario Douglas has 56 catches on the year already, which is over 20 more than the Hokies highest receiver in terms of volume, uh, 830 yards and six touchdowns. So their offense is extremely dynamic and they've done it with multiple quarterbacks and they've got a, another running back who has had himself a solid year as well, but just wanted to highlight day day. Cause I think he's going to be a problem on Saturday. And as we mentioned, Dorian strong is out for the year. Uh, Virginia tech. We are still looking for a pass rush going into this week. Be a great time to develop one right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a tremendous challenge for the Virginia Tech defense um, coming into this week, and the offense is going to have to score points if Virginia Tech is going to have a chance. Speaking of the offense scoring points, talk to me a little bit about the Liberty defense. Again, this is a team, take in mind, N-Y-A-G-5-O. What is that? That is an abbreviation. What does that mean? This is not your average group of five opponents. They have had some formidable games against formidable opponents. So take these averages with a grain of salt. Um, but go ahead and tell me a little bit about the defense for Liberty. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get too far into it because it's just going to get sad. But they're only giving up 22 points a game. And Virginia Tech is only scoring 19 points a game. So right there, bad omens up front. Um, but we talked about you know some of their big wins. You know They held... BYU to 14. They held Arkansas in Arkansas to 19 points. Um, traditionally, or usually throughout the year, this has been a very good defense. Uh, now they obviously play some lower level competition in their uh, in their schedule there, but 19 against Arkansas, 14 against BYU, and in their losses when they haven't, the only two losses have been you know three points or less where they've given up over 35. So if you're going to want to beat this team, you got You're looking at over 30, over 35 points. So you're going to need to score in order to get it done. On that note, let's talk a little bit about the over-unders. But first of all, our over-unders are brought to you by our friends over at DraftKings. An official sports betting partner of the NFL, DraftKings is my go-to when betting on the NFL this season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 of free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. All you got to do is go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, 
and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add and the bigger boost, the bigger shot you have to win big. Ed, huge win by the Washington Commanders this past week on national television. Our guy, Joey Sly. Joey, I have an unbelievably strong leg doing a lot of front squats, doing a lot of hang cleans. Shout out to Joey Sly. Uh, The New York Giants, New York Jets, some of the biggest surprises in the NFL. But all you have to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use code SOS, and place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SOS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Here we go. The lines as of right now on DraftKings. Liberty opened up as eight-point favorites. They are now 10-point favorites. And the over-under sits at 46 and a half points. Ed, I want to ask you, what are a few things that you think that we see on Saturday? And what are a few things that you hope to see on Saturday? Personally, I'm changing my tune a little bit here. I would love to see Devin Farrell on Saturday. Um, Again, this is potentially the last football game that we will play this year, um, given obviously the tragedy that happened at UVA. Not sure what's going to happen with their season. This is might be the last chance that we get to see how some of our players and our younger players look. So I would love the opportunity to see to see that. I agree that you stole my first one. I, I would love okay. to see Devin Farrell get a chance. Um, but back to what I think we will see. I don't <laughs> think we will see Devin Farrell because I think we will see Virginia Tech able to stay in this one uh, early in the first half. Our defense has played pretty good um, across the board throughout the year. They've just played a lot of defense, and that wears on you late into games. And we've seen that in some of our losses uh, where we've lost late in games we probably should have won. Um, due to, you know, who knows what, but I'd have to think that fatigue is a part of it when you're playing 21 minutes of defense in the first half against Duke. It's going to be hard to play good defense into the fourth quarter. So I'm going to hope that we see that trend continue um, this week where Virginia Tech plays really good defense in the first half and is able to keep this game close enough where the coaching staff's not going to want to turn to Devin Farrell in the second half. Um, I would love to see him play. I've enjoyed watching Daquan Wright and Tucker Holloway and Mansoor Delane and all these guys all year long, all these young freshmen. But uh, I, I don't see a scenario unless we're getting absolutely blown out where the coaching staff is going to be willing to turn to Devin Farrell over a guy like Jason Brown, who is, you know, the backup quarterback. So uh, I would love to see him as well. What else do I think we're going to see? Um, I think we'll keep it close in the first half. And then I think the second half could get really ugly really quick. Um, if If our guys are, if our offense is not able to, hold time of possession for a significant amount of time. Uh, I just, I, this, this Liberty offense is so explosive that I think our, if our defense starts to get tired, it could get bad. So our offense does needs to do a good job of holding time of possession longer than four plays. A couple of stats that I wanted to share dug up by our uh, very own Sam Jesse last week, Caleb Smith and Keyshawn King combined for four targets. I'm going to repeat that. Caleb Smith and Keyshawn King combined for four targets. Well, Jalen Holston got five targets in the passing game. 
Furthermore, Jalen Holston had 12 opportunities, which means targets and carries. Caleb Smith, Keyshawn King, and Daquan Wright combined for 12 as well. Uh, Daquan Wright only has four targets over the past two weeks, none of them further than five yards down the field. Here's another statistic for you. Thank you, Sam, for digging these up. Only twice in ACC play have both two have two wide receivers gotten four or more targets. Both of these times were uh, to Caleb Smith and Daywan Lofton against Miami. No Tech wide receiver has had more than three. Last one, Caleb Smith, who is wide receiver one, has failed to get four or more targets in three ACC games this season. Boston College, Miami, and Duke. Point of the matter is, I need to see guys that are going to be playing next year, hopefully, getting the football. Daquan Wright, that is a guy. I would not be angry if Daquan Wright had eight targets going into this game. Get him the ball, make him feel part of the offense. Um, some creativity. I don't want to see quarterback power on fourth, on third and seven. Um, can we do something on offense? Can we play a complete football game in all phases just once? Just once. Let me just see what it looks like. Let me just see what it looks like. It's the last game of the season. Um, that's all I want, man. I just want to see a complete game and and develop some sort of I, – I, you're not even developing an identity because the season's coming to an end, but some sort of rhyme and some sort of reason on why we're doing the things that we're doing. Yeah, um, like what have we been working toward? Let's, yeah. let's see what, whatever it is we've been working toward. Let's start Now's to the time. that. Uh, Bryce the time. Duke would love to see Bryce Duke get the ball a few times in this mm-hmm. game. Um, I they put him in last week a couple of times just to pass pro on third right. down and he would get blown up because, you know, let's keep in mind, he is still a freshman. Yeah. Get the guy, get him the ball in space, throw him the ball out of the backfield. Let's see what he can do. Um, yeah, I agree. Some creativity because they're going to need it. Otherwise this could get bad. Um, unless the defense is just absolutely standing on its head. And again, I think the defense has this year done a formidable job. Especially oh, yeah. with How they've been in the positions that they've been put into, but I mean, there was a clear message from our head coach last week in the press conference. Like, our defense is scratching and clawing. The the, the offense has to give us something. So, without further more, uh, without further ado, excuse me, uh, score predictions for this football game. Ed, I'm going to make you first. No, I was going to make you go first. Uh, well. Um, <laughs> let's see. I think our defense is better than most that Liberty will have played coming into this game. Uh, I don't think Liberty gets to that 30 mark that they have routinely gotten to. I think they land somewhere around 27 points. The real question is, is our offense capable of doing anything outside of the second play of the game uh, like they did last week against Duke? So I'm going to go 27 to 14 Liberty, which would be a cover for them. That's where I'm going to land. Yeah, we'll go with that. 27 14. I'm going to, in terms of the football game, I do think this is a close game in the first half. Tech has routinely yeah. done a good job of doing that. Again, like the story of the year has basically been how long can the defense keep us in the game until they run out of gas? Um, yep. I'm going to go by a similar margin, I think 31 to 10 uh, in favor of Liberty here. Again, if you're going to the game, I believe it's going to be chilly, right, Ed? It's going to be a cold. It's going to be. Uh, a- it, it got a little better. I think it's going to be like the. Mid to high 40s, low 50s. It's not going to be too bad. Mid to high 40s, low 50s. Um, that's a podcast. Uh, I would like to that, add that we both, both of our score predictions would be the under on DraftKings Sportsbook. That is correct. That is correct, Ed. 
I may need to. I may need to. We, we may have just done something right there. We may have just done something there. We talked through it without naturally meaning to talk through it. Um, I guess here's one more question, Ed. You're you're more familiar with this than I am. Tailgating scene, um, drinking on. I guess not even on campus scene. Uh, what is what is the vibe? How do we uh, how do how do we plan to do to do that? We will find a local watering hole or an off-campus home of, of a student. I may have a connection. We might be able to figure something out. If not, I heard there's a Lido's Pizza in town that has a bar. We could go there and get a slice of pizza. If you're not familiar with Lido's, you're probably not from Northern Virginia um, or Maryland. I guess it's a Maryland thing. But, yeah, no, there is nothing on campus. There is nothing in the stadium. There are no turkey legs. There are no hokey loggers. Um, that's, that's not going to be a thing on Saturday in Lynchburg, Virginia. So we will have to get creative, Billy Ray. Yep, there are going to be no beers. Uh, they may have rosary beads for purchase in the stands. No, uh, no beers, no cocktails. Um, so handle your business before going into the game. Do so responsibly. Be kind. Enjoy the game. And um, that's a podcast. If you're headed down to Lynchburg, if you're going to the game, hit us up. And um, hopefully we are having a win podcast coming up here next week. Ed, looking forward to it, my friend. Time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, Oh, I know just what you're thinking. Do you and see?